The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, James Breakwell, and a psychologist... That's me. You remembered. I'm really impressed. That's me, Steve Olivas. Try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. And yes, I have taken the last three weeks off to do some extensive (laughs) soul-searching and to practice this intro over and over again, and I think we finally nailed it. So how are you doing today, Steve? Uh, apparently your soul searching wasn't regarding whether or not we should continue this podcast because I'm guessing the answer would have been very different than the outcome. Yes, we've mistakes were made. I think we can just both agree on that. But <laughs> what's not a mistake is this question. Ooh. Here it is. I'm the guy whose brother blocked me from Facebook. We sort of reconciled, then I blocked him. I don't have another question, but if you ever do a follow-up episode, feel free to use my story. At the last family get-together, I brought the most expensive bottle of bourbon. I, 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 br- I brought the most expensive bourbon uh, bottle of bourbon I ever bought, put it on the table in front of us, and said, "That's going in our bellies." And we kept things pretty cordial. I don't have uh, plans to reunite on social media, mostly because his friends of friends who might see uh, any sparring have been the type who, uh, who wish actual harm on me for disagreeing with, it, with their issues, and it's not worth it to chance, uh, it's not worth it to chance that, uh, that some of, man, I'm really stumbling <laughs> through this. I should, I should preview these wow. questions before I, uh, before I jump on here and read them live, live being, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll blame well the letter writer here. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. But anyway, basically, he's uh, he's he's uh, wanting to avoid contact with the guy's friends. Uh, but in, in-person family reunions, group texts, and family Zoom calls have been fine, and I'm cool with those boundaries as long as my bourbon budget can handle it. So, I guess the follow-up to this one is: before his family was falling apart, he thought he was going to have to sever all contact with his brother. He couldn't deal with his brother's political Facebook posts. But then they actually met in person, expensive bourbon was exchanged, and now they are a family again, and they just don't communicate on Facebook. What are your thoughts on how that turned out, Steve? You know what's interesting about that is I believe that, that um, I don't know if it's a dynamic or an interaction, that that I will bet is the way most people are, but don't give themselves a chance to be. In other words, people are emboldened by anonymity and distance. And if there's no chance of you getting a punch in the mouth, you will say whatever you want to whoever you want using any language you want on Facebook. Sort of like when you're driving, you can flip somebody off who's got a bunch of tats and a big beard and lifts weights for a living. But just as soon as those cars stop and the guy gets off his motorcycle to approach your car, all of a sudden your bravado disappears. I think most people are kind of like the letter writer insofar as... As long as we're sparring on Facebook, uh, you're the devil, and my aim is to destroy you. But if we were sitting together at a dinner party, we would have a spirited conversation about artificial turf or about uh, diesel versus gasoline. Like, I I think once these differences are sort of tabled, most people are pretty civil to each other. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the case, and I think it's it's also the fact that just online, all nuance is lost. I mean, there's no there's no equivocation, there's no anything. You just you, you type it down there, and that's it. You kind of just summarize an entire person by that post. Well, they believe this, therefore they are Hitler, and they're the worst person ever, and right. all of that. And you see them face to face, and you're like, oh well, actually they're a whole person, and we disagree on this one issue. Uh, but really, uh, a lot of times, the stuff we disagree about is just, they're just not things that really affect us day to day. I mean, no matter what the hot button issue is, if it's something national, international, worldwide, whatever it is, when you just boil down to does it affect us right now at this dinner party? Does it affect me day to day? I mean, maybe long term those decisions will affect you, but like in the short term, day to day, going about your business, uh, it really doesn't make a difference. It comes back to the whole idea of, you know, all politics are local. I think the things that we get the most angry about sometimes are the things that have the least impact on our lives and the things that actually people uh, don't care about or don't get involved in are just the, are, are the things that... Uh, are really local and are going to make a difference. You know that we have elections here where, um, the, like for the the school board and some of that, and some of the little county positions, people just run unopposed, and they're you know election or if they sure. are opposed, it's decided by one or two votes because just people don't vote in that you know for for that position. But yet that right. that person, that councilman or whatever, is going to have way more impact on my life than the president ever will. And uh, typically, you're not going to, you know, go and, and disown a family member over which city councilman they voted for or anything <laughs> like that. The ones right. we get really fired up about are the ones who are the furthest away and have the least direct impact on our lives. And I think it's funny how that works out. But that's kind of just a, a, a broader extension of the idea that when you get this person in front of you, you actually see the real you you see the real them you see the real impact you're like oh yeah i guess we can just you know share a bourbon and i, I will say this i think even take your worst political enemy if you bring out bourbon i think anybody can be friends i think that's the real moral <laughs> of the story here especially good bourbon yeah yeah although i you have to be careful about that i found that the that bourbon people call good bourbon is uh it usually means sophisticated bourbon and it's kind of like when people say something's a good beer it means just like a super hoppy oh, sophisticated beer which generally yes. means undrinkable i'm more of a bud light kind of guy or at least i was back when i did beer my my recent bourbon discovery i was so excited about this uh a friend gave it to me there's a bottle called uh, i think it's corn cracker and it sells okay. for like twelve dollars and it's, but it got, it has all this like underground hype here in Indiana because it supposedly tastes like good bourbon, but it's the price of cheap bourbon and it has a name like cheap bourbon. And I tried it. It was pretty good. I like Four Roses too, but I got to say Corn Cracker is, uh, is just as good for about a quarter of the price. So uh, I'm a big fan of cheap, bur cheap bourbon. <laughs> See, James, this is why under any other set of circumstances, you and I could have been friends. But Aww. unfortunately, we're, we're, we're left to where we are. Today. Yeah, we have because we boil each other down to what we say on these podcasts, and thus we will be enemies for the rest of our lives. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of enemies, it's interesting to note, too, that you, I believe, walk the same line I do insofar as I will bet and uh, this is probably why uh, our success is kind of limited to wherever we're at now. But I will bet people on both teams believe very strongly that we are a member of their team. Yes. Now, 
which uh, is is hard to do. Like uh, <laughs> I don't work I don't work at it, but I think just my style coming across makes I, I'm just comfortable with any with point of view, and my clients that way too. Clients have all kinds of points of view, and I'm pretty libertarian in my just believe what you want to believe. I'm cool. And I, I think you're kind of that way too. But you and I line up pretty closely politically because we talk privately. But I don't know that people on Twitter would guess with reliability where exactly we stand because we do a pretty good job of keeping it as close to the middle as we can. And there is um, some virtue in that, I think. Yeah, and uh, and some vice as well. There there have been a few times recently. Well, so for, first of all, I, I put out the same kind of jokes day to day, no matter what's happening. And people will say, you can't, right, you right, can't right, possibly right. write that joke today because this disaster or that disaster happened. And <laughs> I mean, my favorite one, my favorite one ever was somebody got, there was like, there was a fire in the UK one time. Like, you can't tell jokes today. There was a fire in the UK. And then there was another, one there was like there was a coup attempt in turkey you can't you can't be writing jokes that's going on it's like you gotta understand that every single day is the worst day of somebody's life somebody always has something terrible going on there's always some tragedy somewhere and i can't control that i i probably can't do anything to make that better what i can do is write jokes i can give you one corner of the internet where there's some humor and some levity and no matter how bad life gets no matter how complicated how hectic if you come to my account you'll know exactly what that is. Now, there have been a few times recently where various uh, political things came up where it was one of those, if you say nothing, you're one of the enemy. And people, they would send me like hateful messages and they were just going on and on. I'm going to unfollow you because of this or that. I didn't respond to a single one. It's like, I've been doing this since 2016 and actually uh, long before, before I actually had any, any sort of a following. And in all that time, I have never dabbled in politics for any reason at all on any side. And if you think I'm going to jump in now for your pet cause, then you clearly weren't much of a fan in the first place. So don't let the door hit you on the way out. But I never said that because then you just get screenshotted and make things worse. So the best thing you can possibly do <laughs> is you just keep going on and writing those jokes. And the great thing is no matter how much people hate you, they can't stop you. You can just keep on being positive and making the world a slightly better place. And, uh, and and there's nothing they can do to torpedo that, which is a, a very liberating thing when you finally realize that. Wow. That, I don't have anything to add to that. That was fabulous. All right. Well, I have left Steve speechless for the first time in human history, so let's close <laughs> this out. say that. If, if you have a question you'd like us to answer in 10 minutes or less, send it in to jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be a sibling question, coworkers, uh, owner, pet, whatever you've got, send it in. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back. <laughs>